Today's read, Midnight, A Gangsta Love Story by Sister Soldier, Chapter 32, Bangs. I walked over to the pharmacy. I planned to do everything the right way, yet there's no excuse for being unprepared. I knew that. I stood in the section with the condoms. Of course, I had seen the boxes before, although I had never purchased one and never even seen a condom outside of a sealed wrapper. I bugged out when I seen they had flavors, sizes, and styles. I began picking up different styles and types and reading the boxes. I probably looked stupid, reading over everything, trying to figure it all out. I didn't care. No one around here knew me. This wasn't my neighborhood. Superstar, a female voice yelled. It was the running girl, who up until now, I never saw except in the dark of the late night. She was standing over at the pharmacist's counter. I eased away from the condoms and walked over to her. What's up? I asked her casually. You are too cool for me, she said. Here I am, picking up my grandmother's medicine. I'm trying to hurry up, all worried that I might be missing your phone call, and you walk over here like it ain't nothing. You're crazy, I said to her, smiling because she really was funny to me. She put both of her hands over her eyes like she was shielding them from a bright light. Then she placed one hand over her heart. Ooh, ooh, now you're killing me with that smile of yours. Stop it, I can't stand it. She dramatized, which only made me smile some more and laugh, too. Am I supposed to believe that every time you see me, you go crazy like that? I asked her. You can believe whatever you want, but every time I see you, my heart starts thumping like this. She patted her hand against her left titty real fast. I cracked up. She slid the pharmacist her card and some money. He passed off a white bag stapled shut, sealed with a prescription paper. Come on, walk me home, she said, touching my arm. Come on, she added. I extended my hand to carry her books. Easily, she handed me her book bag. I threw it over my shoulder and walked out with her. It was a nice day. She wore tight pants and a yellow v-neck. I could see her clearly now. She was all curves. There was not one ounce of fat. I took a closer look at her face as she spoke to me. She had pretty lips and deep dish dimples. In fact, her face was all dimples because she couldn't keep herself from smiling and the dimples popped up every time she smiled. Plus she was hyper, swinging her arms, moving all around and even fidgeting while walking. In the sunlight, I saw that she was a natural beauty no makeup, just grease shining on her combed down swirling bangs. I can't believe I saw you today. Got you all to myself, walking around my way, she said, celebrating. I'll walk you home, but I can't stay, I told her in advance. Why, because you got a girlfriend? She asked again, still playfully. What does that have to do with anything? I asked her. Okay, so that means yes, she said. That's all right, because we can be friends, right? She asked. I wondered if she even needed me to participate in this conversation. It seemed like she could ask me all the questions, but was too jumpy to listen for my answers. 
Or maybe she really didn't want my answers. I don't know. What were you buying in the pharmacy? It looked like you was about to get into a little something, she accused, then cracked up laughing, entertaining herself. Anyway, now that you know the way to my house in the daylight, you can stop by and see me. You already have my phone number. Or should I give it to you again? Come on, say it with me now. She started reciting her phone number like it was a song. I couldn't really do anything but laugh again. This girl was straight comedy. She turned into a stoop with stairs leading into a brownstone row house. We walked the long way home because I wanted it to last, she confessed. What do you think my name should be? She asked me. Another crazy question that no one ever asked me before. Come on, look at me, then make something up. Whatever you say, that's what you can call me from now on, she pushed. I looked at her closely, thought to myself, she could be called crazy, curves, jokes, pretty, or the most obvious name, dimples. I didn't tell her all that. I just looked at her hair and answered, bangs. She asked, now that's wild, she said. Okay, only you could call me Bangs. I handed her the book bag. She said, ooh, thank you. I laughed. How old are you, I asked her. 14, she said, but I can be older. She gave me her first serious look. Is your father home, I asked her. Why you say that, she asked me. Say what, I asked her. It was getting confusing. I live with my grandmother, she said. I didn't want to ask anything else about her family. It seemed like that changed her happy mood, which so far was the best thing about her. Want to come inside, she asked me. Might as well. You two been standing outside, not caring if my kidney falls out, another voice said. I stepped back to trace it. It was a much older woman. I assumed it was her grandmother posted in their front window. The window was positioned at the top of the stairs so the grandmother could use it to see anyone who was entering their home. No surprises. See, now you have to come in and meet my grandmother, she whispered while pushing open her door. We went in. It was a big but narrow house. There were no lights on inside. The blinds were drawn and shutters closed. Everything on the inside seemed old. It had probably belonged to the grandmother for many years. We walked into the living room. The grandmother appeared out of what I assumed was her bedroom. She closed the door behind herself and stuck her finger up to her mouth as if to ask us to be quiet even though we weren't saying anything. Grandma, I want you to meet my friend, Superstar, Bang said. Jesus Christ, you kids and these names, her grandmother complained. Bangs ran out of the room. Nice to meet you, Grandma, I said. Oh, you can call me Miss Kelly. Cut out all this grandma stuff, she said. Pleased to meet you, Miss Kelly, I corrected myself. Oh, I like you already. Got you some manners. 
more than I can say for the rest of them, she said. Her every word sounded tired and heavy, like a complaint. The rest of who, I asked. The teens your age, that's who. The ones I watch, running up and down the block, acting nutty all day. That's who, she explained. I was glad she made herself clear because I was about to dash out of there if what I thought she was saying about her granddaughter was true. Bangs returned with a tall glass of water and three different pills in her hand. The grandmother grabbed up the pills, threw them all into her mouth at once, and gobbled down the water. I thought it was nice of Bangs to care for her grandmother. Then I remembered that each time I saw her, she always mentioned her grandmother. I erased some of my suspicions and distrust about her and told myself, she's probably a decent female. I guess I better go lay down, the grandmother announced. Then she went straight back to her room and closed the door. Come on in. I stay in there, Bang said, pointing and walking over towards a different room across the hall from her grandmother. Standing in the middle of the living room, I looked around and noticed every door leading anywhere in this house was closed. There were also some steps that led to the upstairs. Who stays up there, I asked. No one, she said casually. Sometimes my uncle visits, but that's it. No brothers or sisters living here. A house with no men, I thought to myself. Here's a real pretty girl living alone with a really old and sickly lady. How could this ever be good? I gotta go, I told her. She collapsed on an old dusty couch and began shaking. Please don't go, she said. I definitely gotta go. I turned and walked right through the door. I swung a sharp left and headed out through that side alley I used before. She cranked her bedroom window open before I could walk past it. She must have ran through her house, I thought. She's always running. This is my secret pathway. Who gave you permission to come through? She was smiling, her chin resting in her hand. I thought it was nuts. A bedroom window facing a brick wall and nothing else. No sky or direct sunlight or trees or flowers or grass. Just a couple of metal trash cans. Now climb up and pay the toll, she demanded, closing her eyes and sticking her lips out. You're crazy, Bangs. For real, I said, walking off through the narrow path, another narrow escape. Hey, catch, she yelled. I looked back to something hurled, flying a crooked path through the air down the alley. I caught it and took a look. It was a box of Magnum condoms. You look like you was about to get into something back there in the pharmacy. Maybe you ought to take these with you. You know, she smiled, pushing her head out of her window as far as it could go without her losing her balance and falling down. I walked back to her window, probably what she wanted anyway. She pulled back a little, relaxed now, seated in her window, still staring at me. Her condom box was opened. I didn't know if it was before she threw it or not. 
I turned it sideways and dumped the packs into my hand and counted 15 condoms. I flipped the box around. It read on front, 15 condoms. I stuffed the packs back into the box and I handed the box back to her. You take it easy, things. I smiled. She dropped out of the window and onto her bedroom floor, I guessed. Then she jumped back up immediately and screamed, You got that killer smile. Come on, say my name one more time, she begged. I was already gone. She wanted me to know that she's fucking. Now I knew. I walked straight over to the high school for the scheduled outdoor basketball practice.